are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. We are live, and it's just a solo chat today. I'll introduce our guest in just a second, guys. Big thanks to Barrel, Beard, and Tattoo Oil for sponsoring the show. It's We Are Live, uncensored podcast brought to you every week. Thanks to Barrel, Beard, and Tattoo Oil. All the way in from Los Angeles, our good friend, Josh Wolf. What's up, Josh? How are you, man? Doing very well, man. I feel like we chatted maybe on the phone last year at your last show that you did here in St. Louis. You're back. That means you did well enough we to come back. We did chat on the phone. You think, yeah, you remember that. Yeah. You don't do many phoners for, uh, no. for shows. Yeah. And it was, um, and the phoners that I usually do are usually so, sh- like, two minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I remember thinking, we're ta- we've are we been talking on the phone for a little this while. This guy doesn't suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put words into your mouth. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Well, shit, you do enough podcasting on your own, and I've heard you on, I mean, you're regular on Fighter and the Kid and, and hanging out with, I mean, are you in Callan dating? Like, what's the deal? No, we don't date anymore. Oh, it, it was amateur. Uh, you know what? He's a little too strict with his diet. I agree. You know, I yeah. need. I yeah. need. I'm gonna need a bag of Skittles every now and then. Here and there, you deserve yeah. it. I think so. Yeah, I shower myself. You walk in, everybody's kind of looking. Ooh, who's this? What What do we yeah. have here? Yeah, I'm you deserve taste a bag that of Skittles. That's yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. That's the whole deal. So he was he was tough on you then. Callan? Yeah. No, you know, the, he's a sweetheart. <laughs> he is. He's a great guy. He's, a really, him on. he's, he's a really good dude. He's, he's a really nice dude. And uh, I saw him at the Laugh Factory in L.A. And ha- watching him interact with people after the show out in that front bar area. That's better than the show. Uh, are the, is it the improv? What? Who has the bar area? right on? Uh, a bar, the bar is the improv. Has to be the improv then. Yeah. Seeing him interact with people. I see why you guys are buddies. Well, and let's talk about Brian Callum for the three hours. He's of this show. um, but what I his energy is like so amazing. It's crazy to I don't know how he keeps it up the entire like he's never he's not twenty three either. No, no, he's not. <laughs> it's the, despite the nickname, yeah, the kid, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he's got shoes that are twenty three years old, right? Probably so. So yeah, no, but he's his energy is great, and he's so funny, and I'm so happy that he's fine. Look, he's been successful working in Hollywood for years. Right. I'm happy that he's finally getting his due. He is too, because you know you you see people like the like him that oh that dude from uh, old school or, or you know he had bit parts here mm-hmm. and there or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's great to see him. Expand, but more to you. So you're at Helium Comedy Club all this, weekend yeah, long this weekend, here this in weekend. St. Louis. Yep, yes. Yeah, yeah. You're not just here to hang out and chat with me. I in did St. fly Louis. in just for the show, but then right. the Helium was nice enough to say, since you're here, do you want to? I yeah, I I didn't want to tell you. I mitigated some of my costs for bringing you out by having them. They're they're kind of shoulder some of that that bill burden. I appreciate that. And I will tell you something. Uh, uh, this as I don't think I've ever seen a mic quite set up like <laughs> that is, one. So. It's we go really from like you don't need so much of that mic stand, it's right? Crazy. Isn't that isn't that just awkward? I mean, I have the small one over here. I think I'm compensating by using the giant mic stand. Yeah, it looks like a crane. It does, and I'll say this: you uh, do you also drive a Camaro? Used to <laughs> Mustang convertible. Now why? Yeah, yeah. No, why do you ask? Got it, got it, got it. Kind of strange. Yeah, I'm in a Colby. I get it. <laughs> the. Uh, uh, 
I would say the drastic disparity from where we record sometimes to here. Uh, Dude, hilarious. When we walked into that other place, I was like, oh, this dude is bald. These guys are doing it right. We got we have people asking, like, oh, I'm going to literally Tom Green and Marlon Wayans, like, oh, I'm going to do this in my house. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna set this up. You walk in here, and you're just like, uh, yeah. it's old folks home? Like, yeah, what's this going is on? a little more sterile. It's quite. Yeah, That's the sterile. motif. This feels like a hospital room. This it does. Here, yeah. I'm about to deliver some really rough news. <laughs> <laughs> this actually seems like an office where you... See, what I like is you get this desk, right? But yeah. then there's that desk. You don't know what happens over there. Right. That's the wild This desk. is like, whoa, I know what happens here, but what happens there? I'll, we'll get to that in the later part I of the show. I think it's really funny that they probably decorated the room. And they were like, well, what are we going to put here? That's, uh, we'll just put another desk. <laughs> that's the beauty of it. You have radio stations shutting down everywhere. You have big FM powers. That's fine. If you want to own your own show, which is what we do for our morning show, and you want to control everything... You find a shell that has broadcasting, mm -hmm. and then uh, you give yourself some legitimacy for your podcast, things like that. So you kind of you settle. Is the two for desk that. thing in the contract, or was that uh, something a bonus that they? Listen, were you like, hey, I'm going to need a second desk. I, I'm I don't want to get into contractual details yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I think you're kind of you're prying a little bit. Yeah, at this no, point. I, I just want to know how you know what you got to do to get that trying second to, desk. I'm trying to know? jock my style a little bit, huh? There's a lot of times where I'm like, what else can I get? I'll ask my agent, hey. Put a second desk in my rider. Throw they'll throw another desk in the green room. Right. This is kind of awkward because Alberto, who's a manager at Helium, yeah. uh, is here. And now he's privy to your negotiating information, which you don't typically want that to happen. Just so here's, here's the way I was thinking. Snuff him out. Are you ready? No. What I'm doing is this. I'm letting him know. I'm pretending like I'm, I don't know he's here. Right. Like I'm pretending like I'm not, I'm not even acknowledging he's here, right? Correct. So he can go back and be like, man, I heard... That Josh Wolf wants yep. a second desk. Got it. How do we use that to How our advantage? How do we get a second desk in there before the show? I don't want... Listen, what if I walk on stage and the first 10 minutes I do is about how these cheap MF... Can I swear in here? You can. Let's these go. Let's cheap go. cheap motherfuckers right. get me a second desk in my green room. It's... <sighs> on top of that, I you know what I like in that top you. drawer? Right. Yellow M&M's. <laughs> Second Part, desk, top yeah. drawer, yellow m &Ms. And especially with all the theatrics and pyrotechnics involved in your stage show, you Come have on, you, to make sure yeah. that they're reading the contract. I, I often say that Cirque du Soleil really took a large chunk out of my act that I just can't use anymore. It, it's embarrassing because they flaunt it, too. Mm -hmm. They Everybody knows they ripped it from you, yeah, and they I, continue to just roll it out. I used to close you know, the asshole, my asshole and my nose bit, which mm -hmm. was killer. Because it was a good bit. It was a bendy bit. You yeah. know what I mean? People are like, can he really do it? And now it feels like Cirque du Soleil is just taking that entire... And that obsessed me. I was actually, we're jumping a little far ahead in the interview and what I wanted to get into with the, into asshole, the asshole and the nose. The nose. Yeah, yeah. If you I see my notes on over your here. Notes, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird you had that at six. Right. It seems you'd push that up a little Highlighted. Higher. Well, you have to build into the Got asshole it. nose <laughs> thing. But <laughs> hey, Josh, I get it. You're a podcaster. If you want to tell me how to do my job, yeah. that's fine, man. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I do a podcast with a guy named Freddie Prince Jr. I, I've heard of him. Whenever I, uh, whenever I took care of myself and was a high school athlete, I was mistaken for him a time or two. 70-ish pounds okay, heavier. This is, tell Freddie, take a picture. Yeah. Freddie, this is you if you live in the Midwest and stop being athletic. Okay, I just want to let you know. I mm -hmm. just came from doing morning radio shows. Okay. So I thought take care of yourself was a 
euphemism for jerking off. Got it. Got so it. So I thought you were about to tell me a story about you jerking off to Freddie Prince, and I was going to be like, I can't wait to tell him this story. Again, how awkward it was that I sat down with some dude and be like, when I take care of myself, I'm like, yeah. whoa, 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 you sure you want to say this out loud? <laughs> like, is this live? Are you right. sure you want to say this out loud? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Look, health. Like actually, yes, yeah. Listen, when I and I would masturbate to Freddie Prince Jr. I mean, if it's why wouldn't you? When you look at young pictures of Freddie Prince Jr. Shit, now, man, I call him Mr. Steal Your Girlfriend. (laughs) I'm like, look at a picture of Mr. Steal Your Girlfriend. That's appropriate. Yeah, it's he he was handsome. And he is he in jujitsu? Is he in the jujitsu game? Freddie is such an all around Renaissance type dude that I had no idea. First of all, the nicest guy in the world, incredibly funny. Has so many great stories, man. Not only of his career, but you know, his dad was. For those of you who don't know Freddie Prince, there's no get George, fucked number one. Yeah, right. There's yeah. no George Lopez. There's no Paul Rodriguez. There's no Carlos Mencia. There's no Hispanic comic that you're thinking about without Freddie Prince, without a doubt. And so he's got great these great old Hollywood, new Hollywood stories. I think he's a purple belt in jujitsu. I think he's. A- I, I like when people like Freddie Prince Jr. could fuck your world up. If you've ever done any type of jujitsu or not fought, a seasoned white belt will fuck your world hey, up if you don't know what you're doing. He's a better boxer than he is a jujitsu guy. That's great. I love that Freddie Prince Jr. can mess somebody up. Not can like would like hundred thousand million percent. So I went. He trains with a guy named Wayne McCullough. Yep. And Wayne was a. World champion, I think a lightweight. I forget. You hear him all the time with uh, Shop Brennan Shop Wayne. Yeah, oh, right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. So um, I uh, I go in there to train with him, and you I like said, hold the mitts or like no, no, clean I up the floors. The, the, like, or, like, yeah, well, no, that was after that. Okay, gotcha. And, uh, so I went in, and there was a. I said I want to spar, and Freddie goes, "Oh, come down to the gym. I'll I'll find you something to spar with." So we go, and there's this little. We show up, and there's this woman who's about 100. 20 pounds. Sure. 110 pounds. And he goes, you're going to spar with her. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to hit a girl. And she was like, you're not going to hit me. Which I thought she meant, I'm not, you're not going to hit me because you're too polite. What she meant was, you're not going to hit me because I'm way too good of a boxer for you. So we boxed for three minutes, which was one round. Yep. This is on Freddie's Facebook Live. This is on Freddie's Facebook page. Now, it's a couple months ago, but I think we counted that she hit me 118 times. 118 times in three minutes. Now, they, they didn't... They, it wasn't like they... But it was, was so winded. kind of you, though, to, to not I want Clubber to box. I Clubber at one point in time. <laughs> do you know like when Clubber Lang throws Rocky back in to get a yeah. breath? Yeah, that's I had, what you do. I, she was hitting me. I was like, I got to Clubber Lang you. I'm sorry. And I just moved her out of the way. Right. And like, This is getting really Yeah, my really brother was like, did you start hitting her? I'm like, no, I ran to the other side of the ring to catch my breath. So she crushed me. There was one or two times where I was like, I'm going to have to throw a jab just to back her up. Right. And I did. I. So the next time we went down, I brought my son. I'm like, I'm going to spar with my son. And Fred How old's your son? He's 19. Yeah. So he, and 6'3". And he beat the shit out of me. He Harrowing moment for a father has I, to be. Oh, well, I told him. You take care of yourself, too. You're not a chump dad. You're, you're kind of cool dad. In the ring, he's got me. Yeah. If it got to the point where we got on the ground, because I'm still stronger than him. Okay. It, but he... Are you, though? Yes. Okay. But for 30 seconds. Okay. Because then I'm... You know, old man's strength lasts for 30 seconds. I got And you. then you're like, I am so tired. <laughs> Three minutes. He's peppering me. His reach is like, dude, 
killing me. Pop, pop, pop. Yeah. Pop, 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 pop. So at one point, I thought I was going to throw up. <laughs> so on top of your son, I was winded. I, yeah. I, I was just like breathing heavy and I have a mouth get, mouthpiece, so I can't get a full breath. And I got the headgear and I lean into him and I'm about 220 in and I don't want to quit. So I say to him, hey, man, and I'm we're in the clinch right now. I whisper to him, hey, man, just give me a breath here. I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> and he starts peppering me in the stomach. Oh. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Afterwards, I'm like, what was that? I go, we're buddies. He was like, yeah, but that was for when you grounded me for the summer. Right, I was, right. He, he said, everything I'd ever wanted, to, you had headgear on. Yeah. And I said, you hit me harder a couple times. And he was like, yeah, you had headgear on. <laughs> but he peppered me. Peppered yeah. Me. They're, but both of those fights are on Freddie's Facebook page, and they were Check humiliating. Check that out. So tell me about the podcast. Why, what made you jump in with Freddie? Freddie Other came, than just uh, he's an interesting guy. Freddie came on my podcast that I do solo called yep. Fairly Normal. And uh, that podcast for me... I don't do a lot of, I don't publicize it a lot. It's more for me. I talk to people I, I find interesting. I do a lot of solo podcasts, which are more like diaries. Sure. And I, it's just like a, it's a really cathartic, therapeutic place for me. I had Freddie on. We had never met before in person. We had met on Twitter. And um, it was just like, I think it went almost two hours, but it seemed like eight seconds. It just whips through. How great is that too, when you hit that? Oh. and you, there, There's a thing that just when you're talking to people and you do it, as frequently as you or I do, you know that gear I'm talking about yeah. too, where you're just like, okay, this is so easy. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal, and then it, it kind of reminds you why you want to do it too. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like you're looking at the clock. Radio, you will look at the clock sometimes. You're talking to somebody boring. Podcasting though, you have the right person. Just breeze. He told me some crazy stories. He told me stories about you know reconciling with his dad's death. You know, his dad died when he was a baby. Yeah. And and visiting his dad's grave and some just really crazy stories, and some great stories about his dad, and some great stories about him and filming she's all that and I know what you did and all that stuff, right? So we go through all this stuff. How old was he too when he was doing that stuff? Early twenties, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so, a crazy place to be at that age. Unbelievable. Sorry, yeah. And Mary and Sarah Michelle, who at the time was arguably one of the best, one yeah, of the, one of the biggest stars in the in the world, right? So um, we talk, and we're walking back down my driveway, and I said, hey, man, that was great. And he said, that was really great. And I and not the fake. No. Hey, that was nice. No. It was great. like you're going to say to me when this is done, like, hey, great podcast, Chris. Right. But right. I'll do that as I'm walking out, and you won't see my face. So that's how you'll know that right. I don't really mean it. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> we were facing each other, you know? <laughs> right. It's, it's one of those where the door shut, and thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, catch you next time through. Uh, um. About five minutes after he left, I texted him. And it's Freddie. I don't know him. I know he's probably got a thousand people hitting him up all the time for shit. And I'm sure over his career, he's had a thousand people hit him up for shit. For real. And I just said, hey, and I, I hope I'm not misreading this, but I had a really good time, man. I would love to podcast with you. I really think we could do something. And he said, I think the same thing. That was <laughs> it's it. It's not. I went through a very similar situation with the show I do. Are you familiar with Ian Bag? Yeah. You know him? Yeah. We do a podcast together and we kept texting. So we, and we he kept like, hey, do I have a, he had a question. I'm like, wow, this is like a big deal. This guy is the funniest guy on the planet. Why yeah. is he bugging me? And then you do, you hit that. We're like, no, no, no. It, it was fun. How do we make this work? And it's, it's embarrassing. It's not unlike dating. Or like, you want to grab a beer or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it was nice, right? And, and you're a little bit vulnerable. Well, that awkward for, like, when I sent that text, I remember asking my wife, how should I do this? 
I mean, do I just send the text? And she's like, Freddie Prince, I'll fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> take a, take a me, seat, Joshua. I'm going to send a couple pictures first. Just to, Yeah. No, but um, yeah, I, I was he's exactly right. You're asking somebody out on a permanent date. Right. Because you're going to sit in a room with them at least once a week. Do you guys do guests? I apologize. I haven't heard it. We haven't done any guests because it, 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 we it's haven't a, needed it yet. It, that's awesome. And you just hit that. And it's also a pain, too, especially in your world. And in L.A., access is amazing. Proximity is amazing. You have, on a whim, you could text somebody, even if you're just, I don't know, a producer for a major show, would come be a guest on yep. your podcast. At the same time, good people are super fucking busy, and it gets really old. Hey, man, uh, you got time to spend an hour and a half and then driving where yep. you're at. There's another hour for your commute both yeah. ways. I try so far. So on my fairly normal, there are a couple people who are like they that are listed off. Like I always say, why don't you have this person on this person? I go because they're on everybody's podcast. True. And so not that they're good, not good. They're great. That's why they're on everybody's podcast. Sure. So for me, sometimes I just try to find different voices, which is why I do a lot of them by myself. The one with Freddie, we haven't needed other people. Last podcast, I think we spent twenty minutes arguing because I say Silver Surfer has no dick. <laughs> He's, he's got no dick. Right. And Freddie was not happy with the Silver Freddy, Surfer. Freddie, calm down. Okay. Here's the deal. Freddie Silver Surfer, zero penis. Right. Zero penis. He's not wearing an outfit. It's not debatable. Is he wearing an outfit? No. He's not wearing underwear. He no. doesn't have his underoos on. He's, he's attempting to hang brain. Zero There's dick. No brain. Zero, if he's tucking, he's putting the lotion in the basket, and that's not good either. Right. Zero dick Silver Surfer. Freddie was not having that. And yesterday on Twitter... Enlisted some help from people at Marvel. The person who writes the Silver Surfer comic book tweeted us. This is why it's good to be you. Like this is like, hey, some yeah. people of note are talking so, about it. And, and uh, I was like, they were like, he's definitely got human. When he takes that off, I'm like, take what off? That's not an outfit, right? And and then I just wrote, prove it. Show me a show me a picture of a Silver Surfer in an, in a comic. Too. Yes, like, don't you just know show me his dick. Like, oh, no, no, I just no. drew this. No. Yeah, he's an artist. He's going to show right. you. No, I need to show Josh Wolf comic. knows dicks. Yeah. He'll know. You don't think I've been in a locker room? <laughs> I've seen a silver dick before. Uh, I don't <laughs> know what that means. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's something you would see like in one of the hallways here, right? A silver yeah. dick, right? I but I, that's my thing. So I but we go from everything, man, you know. We're both parents, so we have this parenting stuff. We're both in the business There's that. He's a comic book nerd. He's a Star Wars nerd. Yeah. He's a he's a Marvel con, like superhero nerd, f MMA guy. Like he knows he's he's got a best selling cookbook. Dude knows. <laughs> Not kidding. I want to do a podcast. Dude, with him. that's knows fantastic. Everything. And then there's me. I just know dick jokes. I know who doesn't have dicks. I know who does have dicks. You like to confuse people. It's like, is he country? Is he SoCal? What is he? It's so funny that people really do. Um, Consider me like a lot of people are like. Well, you're you're from the country. I'm like I'm from Massachusetts. You did a show on CMT. I did a CMT. The whole reason people say that, right? It is, you know, and, and you know what I think it is is that I I do feel like I have more of a blue collar feel than I do say an LA or a New York feel. Like I, LA, you've like, you've experienced some shit too. I yes. mean, like young father. The, the stories with Joey Diaz watching your kids are just, that's Ridiculous. my fucking favorite, yeah, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so you see, I think, and, and this isn't knocking people from California either, people associate, you know, ha having zero real life experience where, you know, you can bring that to the table. So I don't know if it's in your demeanor or what, but. 
I Massachusetts. Think, I mean, that's blue collar. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, I grew up super, and I didn't grow up with any money, and I didn't grow up in Boston. I grew up in a smaller town, and and um. Did you lose the accent, or did you ever have? Never one? had it. Yeah, never had it. And I think that having kids, yeah, right. Having kids young just gave me perspective on everything. My parents have their shit together. They had us real young. It, <laughs> yeah, it, you you either that is the point where you're either going to figure it out or you're not, right? Well, you have to also as a young person, and I and I can only speak for young men. As a young man, you're incredibly selfish. And why not? You grow up your entire life only having to think about yourself, right? So when the kid comes, um, it either makes you a better person or it makes you go, wait, what about me? And right. it makes you go, wait, what about me? You shouldn't have had a baby. It's over. It's over. And that's the thing. When you, when another human being shits on you and your instinct isn't to punch that motherfucker right in the face, you've, you've made the right step. Good to see that. Yeah, yeah it is. you've made the right step where you're like, no, that's funny. No, yeah. that's not funny. That's human feces. <laughs> that's terrible. That's like that's the like that's the worst. I've always said st- stepping in human shit way worse than stepping in dog shit. You ever stepped in human shit? I, I believe I have probably. Uh, yeah, it makes you want to cut off your lower half of your body. E- even it's if the worst thing. There's a different. There's a different texture to. It. I grew up on, literally like on a farm, and. I could t- I could pick out human shit if I stepped on it. If there's a different feel to it. Yeah, there's a li- because also if there's human shit outside, there's a little desperation strength sprinkled on it. Yep, absolutely. Little, yeah, there's yeah. a little <laughs> yes, there's a little yes, sadness. There is, yeah. There's a little sadness. Uh, lack of hope, no future. It, yeah, for no, sure. That, permeating. Yeah, that smells like despair. Yeah, like, that's not good. But I, can I tell you? So, th- my brother, this to me. Now I had three older brothers. I grew up getting pummeled. But there's one thing that I have on my oldest brother that he'll never have on me. And I always throw in his face is that he stepped in my shit. <laughs> we, I was like, I'm like, look, I'm like, oh, he's going to be like, yeah, I got a bigger dick than him. No. I'm more talented than him. He stepped in your shit. We went golfing, right? I was a young, I was eight. And um, <laughs> it was one of those situations. I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to go to the bathroom. He's like, what? I go, I go to the bathroom. He's like, run, go to the bathroom. So I went in the woods and I took a shit. And that was the hole was going, let's just say the hole was going north. Well, a couple holes later, we're going south, but across the same woods. And my brother hits his ball in the woods. And I hear, motherfucker! <laughs> Shooing his hand. I stepped in your shit! <laughs> I stepped in your fucking shit! <laughs> and I was eight. I was, I was eight, as an eight year old. Yeah. Howling laughing. <laughs> Listen, I, I knew that I was about to take a beating, but worth every bit. Of, I didn't even take a beating. He, for some reason, he must have just. He tapped out for that day. Yeah, I think I stole his spirit. I think at a certain point, uh, does he have a birthday coming up? He In March, yeah. In March, okay. So you just get a shirt and you just get like a hand holding up the shoe to commemorate the day. I might just right? make him a shirt that says you stepped in my shit. You stepped in my shit. There is that more subtle approach that you've oh, brought that, to the yeah, table right. as but, well. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Subtlety is not my... I didn't think so. That's not my... Uh, that's not my... Forte? <laughs> is that really your thing? <laughs> So, okay, so you're going to be here all weekend. we yeah. got to keep that pounded people. Go see Josh at Helium all weekend long. Uh, what? I, I get, how much time are you spending on the road these days doing stand-up dates? Well, I'm really trying to pare that down a little bit. I'm shooting my special October 17th in Boise. Congratulations, man. Thank in you. Boise. Yeah. The hub of comedy specials. Chappelle's yeah. shooting there in three months. I have to tell you, people have asked me repeatedly, uh, say it again. 
Bye, Boise. One more time. Like you could even get away with like St. Louis. Like, oh, there's a Fox Theater. You've got, you know, there's some history. There's some a lot of comics come from here. Boise, I'd be like, do you have a rafting trip yeah. like scheduled have, around this? Like, you what's have going? Some sort of like, are you not allowed to film anywhere else? Right, so, right, right. I can tell you why. Uh, I'm, LA for I'm me, Mormon. LA, <laughs> I want seven wives. LA for me is the worst market. Nobody will cut. That's horrible for somebody like me. If I go visit, I can call in favors. It's a bunch of cool people that I don't deserve to have come yeah. out to a live show. 30 people will probably show up if I have A-listers on the for a live show. I Maybe. mean, you can get people out, yeah. but nobody cares. Nobody cares, and everybody's looking for a handout, and everybody wants something free, and I'm not one of the cool kids, man. I've never been one of the cool kids. I When I say I, the you know the reason people think I'm country is that's, that's I, I just put off a, not an L.A. kind of vibe, and I'm which not is, knocking which L.A. Is a, which is a good thing. Right, so I, I tried to find a place... Because I'm going to be doing some material in this special that has never aired anywhere before. But if you've seen me live, you've seen it. Yeah. So Boise is a place that has a very... I went up and visited some friends there and my son. And um, it has a very blue-collar feel, man. Yeah. And so I was like, well, these this is this is where I'm going to do it. Right. And um, But it's not hokey blue-collar no, either. It's you know, I, It's not like... It's not bullshit. Like, but, ah, what are we going to do with the... You know, it's no. Not, it's, it's real. And the, the one thing is they're not so weed-friendly. Interesting. Is that because of religious influence? You I think? don't know. I was about to say, isn't it kind of like Colorado Junior now? Like with Minus, all the outdoor stuff, but yeah. no weed. Yeah. So that's strange. That's the big part of Colorado. For you me. could probably kill any animal you wanted in Idaho and any amount of that animal, but they won't let you smoke weed. Well, what'll happen is, is what happen is, <laughs> is I'll probably bring up a couple of edibles. Okay. Because that's how I like to roll. Sure. I'm an edible gentleman. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I'll just go from there. You know, they just look like Tootsie Rolls. Of course. And I, I now I did dose myself a little too heavy on the plane last night. Okay. Um, Does that go into an anxiety place for you at that point? No. Okay. No, I'm past that. Yeah. It goes, see, I like the feeling of, I have no idea what's about to happen. <laughs> you embrace it. I, some people, if you don't like that, then you shouldn't take an edible. Agreed. I like the, oh boy. Oh no! I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> Time slows way down. I said to the guy that I sat down next to last night, because I could feel myself getting higher than I thought I was gonna. And I said, "Hey," I take my headbuds out, my earbuds out, and he goes, "Hey," and I go, "I just want you to know my name's Josh," and he said, "Oh, okay, Mike," and I go, "I just thought you should know my name," and he was like, "Why?" I'm like, "I don't know what's gonna happen in this flight." <laughs> And he's like looking he's, at you like he's starting uh, to get nervous. Terror, like, yeah, what's happening? He here? said, What do you mean? I go, listen, if you see me banging my head a little bit, not banging my head, but like like yeah. I listen to music, I got a little high. And he goes, Oh, I he goes, I'll be out soon too. And I said, Why? And he took out a Xanax. He was like, Xanax. <laughs> he was like, I don't care what your name is. I'm fair. Good. <laughs> Strangers. Yeah. And he said, I'm not, but he did then he said, you know, it was great. He goes, I'm not gonna eat my dinner. You want it? I go, Yeah. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make somebody think that's blue collar. Man. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, man. We had yeah. a good time, man. But like, I for sure dosed myself up a little hot, a little heavier than I should have, because every like two minutes it was like, boom, any more Pringles? Right. And it was they finally just dropped a couple of they were like, here, here's this. And this is embarrassing for all of us. Hey, hi, guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I don't do on planes? Never go to the bathroom. Okay. I take a window seat. 
I don't like getting up. I don't go pee. People who go who to do drop the deuce on a plane are doing it wrong. We 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 really can't hang out much. Like there's not much we're gonna have to talk about because you've now made that choice and your selfish attitude has ruined it for the rest of us. Literally permeating throughout the plane. Yeah, you've ruined it for the rest of us. That's too bad. Yeah, I, and I and I feel like when you do that, you're basically saying I don't care about anybody else. You absolutely are. It, it, it's a shame. It, it's a shame. And you know when you walk out of that bathroom on the plane and there's like a line of ten people. Don't walk past like you don't know what we're all looking at you right. for. Own and it. Own it. <laughs> Leave the door open. Yes. Come out with some toilet paper on your shoe. Thank you. Yeah, and be like, yeah, don't eat the chicken. <laughs> like, that is what you... Yeah, <laughs> you have to. You just jump right into it. God dang, man. I, I, I do like... I do, though, people are getting more and more um, comfortable on planes. There are pe- pe- a lot of people taking their shoes off now. It's just... It's a gross place a to be. Show. Yeah, and you have to do it every weekend but you're paring it down so yeah i need to pare it down i want to pare it down i love the what i'm doing with freddie um we're i can't say what we're doing but we're starting something that i think within three weeks we'll be able to mention it that is going to be it could just be just the this is it the best thing and are we talking like it could be a main source of income yes the source of income that's that's where you go. This because you love it. I love it, man, and I love it. And there's a lot of different possibilities that could happen from this one thing. I can't say what it is, yeah, yeah. but like, if I if I could get my touring down to once a month and pick the cities, I'm in. Well, then you're talking maybe, and I'm assuming just whatever model you take, then you get into well, now we can do live shows at a theater, and you're not grinding the stand up game, right? So you do once a month, you pick the cities. And you do your two-year loop. So you pick 24 cities in the country. Yep. And then you do your loop, and you take six months off, and then you hit your loop again. That's he- what... Helium's over here like, stay on the fucking well, schedule, that's bro. That's what we want. <laughs> St. Louis is in the 24 cities. Yes, it is. It's it absolutely Boise, is. Boise, apparently. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. That, how did we go from that's where you're filming your special to where we are now? I like that. That means we're having a good time. But that's how you do it. That's how you're supposed to... Right. You know what I do also like about sitting down with you is that you didn't give me a list and say, hey, here are the things that you, if you want to talk about, here's what, like that. Fuck and, that. That kind of what? shit. I own my own shit, man. I'm not here to do that. that a lot that. of people do that, though, man. Why? I don't know. It's interesting. Those shows, here's what I like about you and shows like this. So we're going to find funny. Funny's going to happen. Yep. But you're not forcing it. I Yeah, there's no... I, I don't think you have that capability to match someone doing that because yes. you're doing it. Uh, that's not me, and I'm not. I'm not going to come with canned material with someone who's going to be infinitely more talented me than me at that medium. Does that make sense? I I do understand what you're saying. I I, I and I I think you're right. Uh, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean no, that. But, but it's interesting. It's like, that's okay, and I'm not not because there is an art form to radio and that sure. style, and you have to come up to breaks and those things, and it's essential. I get it, but there is this other thing that we can do now. And I find that so much more rewarding, too. Our radio show is kind of like that, too. But at the same time, this, yeah. The, you, you like can't beat this? this? Love it. Yeah. This is your favorite thing? Yeah, live is fun. We I got a really cool intro to live podcasts quick. I, f- I fucking talk about it too much because we don't do So I, we've only been doing this for two years, mm-hmm. right? Got into this. I was like, fuck, I could do this radio stuff. Corolla came here and did the pageant, which is a big theater. My first time live on stage was in front of 2,000 people. 
with a guy who I've been listening to since I was like 12. You told me this when we talked on the phone. I did. Yep. I did. And I, I mentioned it. But that, that in itself, where you're like, you know, you do the math, like, well, he's bringing home like, whatever he's uh -huh. bringing home that night. And you're like, wait a second. And he's told a few people to fuck off who've tried to get him back into like the fold. You can own your own thing and you talk for a living. You got to work really hard if you want to do it right. Yeah. If you're in St. Louis and trying to do radio, stuff like that. But yeah, absolutely. The live stuff is super fun, but it do, it sucks because that's probably the most rewarding, but that takes a back seat to business and sales meetings and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It because like literally if you're waking up at 4:30, like I'm not going to go do open mics all night or no. go we're not going to schedule stuff. So, yes, this is the best thing I could do. For sure. But when you did that show live, I've never seen his show live. Mm -hmm. Was it like you sat on a panel and everybody took turns talking? Or it's, how it's a unique thing. I've heard really good stand-ups suck dick on it. And I thought we did a really good job because we know the game. It's his thing. He's driving force. You kind of yes and, and you do it. He literally does a live podcast, but a lot of it's him bullshitting. Almost dropped a water. So good. A lot of it's him bullshitting and then you chiming in and having fun. It's not really, there's no material. We walked out. We didn't do a pre-show meeting. He was like, hey, what's going on? And we walked out on stage. How did you get that gig? <laughs> had him on our show. I'm a huge fan and had him on our show, had his manager dying in the car while he's in the car. I got an email as soon as he hung up. And this is when we were like an evening radio show, but we weren't even mornings at this time. Uh, his manager, Mike August, was dying laughing because I made fun of him for an email exchange. I was like, hey, way to be a dickhead over the email or whatever. He's laughing. I got an email immediately after they hung up. He's like, hey, we're doing a live show in St. Louis. Why don't you guys be the guest? Obviously, he's his own draw, so you yeah. don't have to have a big name. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, like you guys want to like, we want us to like promote it. And he's like, no, no, you guys are the guests. Like, come on. Who you else were the guests? Us. No. It was Adam Carolla, Gina uh, Grad, and Bald Brian. They do the podcast yeah. together. And then us. That was it. That's that's the beauty of not needing support on a big show. Too. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, just yeah, yeah, throw yeah. that out. Yeah. And then that worked out. And we've been to LA and been on his show and stuff too. That's so amazing. It is. It's a cool thing. And there's only a certain amount of people, because I can wax on about it all for days, but somebody like you that knows what that means and everything, it is a really unique thing, isn't it? Like that's weird that it happened. Yeah, man. But I'm also going back to Adam. You know, that's a cool thing for him to do for you guys. Taking a chance. We could have sucked. We yeah. could have been real bad. And I think that doesn't matter with him, too. Not as much. Right. But 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 also, like, a really cool thing. But And so how did that change your uh, trajectory? Did it here? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then especially going out there. And then, so that was like however many millions of people hear that. It was a live podcast, right. so it went out. And then him making himself available to be a guest anytime we need, and then having us there, and then we got to do Joe Coy's show. Yeah. That was awesome. But I think our, I mean, just like strict numbers, like it, we don't have huge social media numbers, but they definitely like doubled when we were on his show, it's which amazing. was great. Yeah, which is huge. Gives you a little credibility too yeah. whenever you do that. So, well, that's yeah. a huge thing, right? Because um, very reassuring event for yeah. sure. Because you're like, well, if he says we're okay, well then that we're doing something right. Sure, absolutely. Because he enjoyed it and gave us the come on anytime. And he's not an easy help. guy. That's no, <laughs> he's not. Treats us so good. I he he had me on the show once. I was gonna say I haven't seen you back. What <laughs> you you was there? I don't think it's anything personal or at all. And I bet if you wanted to go back on, they'd be like, yeah, come back. I think. How did, you, how did it go for you? I don't think it went that well. 
I, I think a couple times. Like, so they booked me, but it was also the final taping of Chelsea. And I was like, the last episode. Not the live, but the last episode. Yeah. And I was on it. And I was like, I'm going to be a little late. Yeah. And they were not. I don't think. Did you tell them when they booked it? Yeah. I think that's how it went down. They were and not, then when I got they, on the show. They're on such a scale. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. And then when I got on the show, like he was fantastic and nice and funny. But I wasn't that funny. I, I honestly. Do you feel like 99% of your. I can speak to it uh, as a guy who you didn't know who the fuck you were talking. I had a great. 15 minute conversation with you on the phone. Yeah. As it's like, come, I'm like, wow, that was fun. You mentioned it, whatever. Do you feel like, I, I bet most, or if not near all, of your appearances in a situation like that are good to very good? I'm generally, okay. So now I will say this is around the witching hour in the morning for me because when I get up at six, I got a good four hours of energy. Right, yeah. I'm, re I'm ready to rock and roll because I got in late. I was super high, but I can get my energy up. Four hours. Let's pack it all in with these four hours because right around ten, I start to go. What? I'm getting a little sleepy. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, I um, but generally they, I, I because I li I like doing this and I like talking to new people. It's uh, it's obvious, and that I you love do. all that shit. So generally, they go pretty well. And I know what I do well in this business, and I know what I don't do well. Right. And this kind of stuff, and the morning radio, I like. I like talking to people. Yeah, if I you're know. on Fighter and the Kid, I make sure to... Yeah, man. You can't, you can't... There's so many great podcasts out there. If I see you on there, yeah. Oh, going to listen to that one. Right, because we have yeah. a good time. We fuck around. For sure. So I walked in, and I was like, oh, this is my guy, man. I listen to Adam, and we have a lot of the same point of view. Sure. And, and I got on there, and I just threw a couple out there, and I just swung a miss. You know, it was just one of those. Anyway, I'm not going to lie to you where I'm like, I don't know why. I crushed it. No. Mm -mm. Just I, wasn't feeling it. I you should a, go back. I would love to go back. Yeah. I don't know if his people listen to the show. They're definitely not listening to the one They'll I'm on. They'll accept an email. <laughs> let, let me let me broker that. Let me, that's what, you know what, man? I, <laughs> I would yeah. love to go back yeah. on and try and hey, just say to him. Hey, it's that dude from St. Louis. Have Josh Wolf back yeah, on. Yeah, man. I would love to go back and have just a second chance to be like, listen, how bad was it? Be honest with me. How they won't bad even was remember, and they'll just be looking. To, they'll just be full steam ahead. Really, they won't remember? swear unless you like a dick. I didn't. I'm, that's not no way. Yeah. And I didn't offend anybody. And and they literally uh, won't remember. Then I get a call. Do it. What's the producer's name? Mike. Mike August books. He's like he's like a business partner. That's who I got it. Yeah. Because I think the last time I reached out to Mike, I think the response I got was no response. So I think I'm speaking. I'm the Midwest Corolla representative yeah, over I, here. I Jesus. think if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, I was like, "Hey, man, had a great time last time I was on." And I think he could feel the lack of confidence when I said that. Hell, had a great time. Uh, and um, and then I said, "This is some behind the scenes shit, man." We'd love to get back on the show. And then I think. Um, in instead of go fuck yourself, I think he just did decided not to. Say it was it. like a mercy, like yeah, just let him fade away. And it's like is, I'm not gonna feed the dog. Yeah, and maybe someone will save it, but if, if it, it dies, if it, it dies. If it's yeah. Drago, right? If it dies, and I, I, like I said, I'm not. This is not them. I'm not knocking them. No, the, I, I blame that appearance on myself. What is that T-shirt? Uh, Sturgill Simpson. That's what I thought. I'm, yeah, saw him. Uh, he, he was here a couple weeks ago. 
huge surgical. How is you know what? I talked to his publicist and I was almost like so again, spoiled. I have uh accessible heroes, right? So I always say this. Corolla, great. He's been a hero, whatever. I meet a ton of awesome comics. I've I've been so lucky to meet some great people. This was I was kind of worried about this, but I was like, fuck it. I want the interview. We'll do it. Let's see it. He was at a theater here recently. I've heard him on Rogan. He can talk. That's fine. I was worried after talking to a few people that it may be quite disappointing if I sat down with him. Mm -hmm. I talked to his publicist, and so understandably, she was so nice. But she was like, to be honest, he's doing zero press. He's super focused on this. Send me your stuff. We'll see. He's like, sure, I'll give it a whirl, which is awesome. Yeah. That's so nice. Ended up not doing it. Had a blast at the show. And then I talked to a few people, and a few people are like, that have dealt with him before. And I say dealt with him in a business sense, yeah. not not like that. Uh, and nothing terrible, but like, yeah. He, He's an have, interesting... Have Wheeler Walker on. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's fun. Yeah. Like, that's, Sturgill is very specific. Now, I've never met him, and I... I, can I was only, curious. Yeah. Had to, I've never met him. I, I saw him twice, back-to-back, in L.A. at the Acme Hotel, and he blew the fucking roof off of that place. Would you? I mean, would you put that SNL when he did Call to Arms on SNL? Like again, super fan, whatever. That's like up there. Like that was one of the most. That was like one of the most exciting performances ever. I'm, I'm gonna on ask Saturday you Live. a question, because I, I go see a lot of different concerts now. I didn't used to, but I do now. And I, I try to tell people all the time: Hey, if you've never seen Zach Brown live, you should go. It's not a country concert. It's just a great show. Sure. He, and they play cover of Metallica, and they play Nirvana covers, but they also play country. Like, you'll hear a little bit of every... Zach put out an EDM album last year. Oh, really? So the, uh, the band is called Sir Roosevelt. That's you, wild. You've heard If you've watched football on Sundays, you've heard Sir Roosevelt. Because they the last year, either Fox or CBS, I think it was Fox, uh, put on your Sunday finest... <laughs> And party like it's Saturday night. That's them. No shit. Right? Okay. So yeah. Sturgill wasn't I was not expecting that concert. It Man. Was, Did he have the horns when he whenever he was with you? So he had a, a couple, but not this tour, I hear saddled up with those horns. No, no, no. No horns. No horns? No. He dumped them all. Oh, just a, it was a four piece. It was a four piece so band in a horns. theater, in a big ass theater. The, he was and that guitar player is through the roof, next level, amazing. But what stunned me about watching him, and I, I brought my brother who had never heard him before, yeah, and said, "No, that was one of the best concerts I've ever seen." They give a hundred and twenty percent. I love their uh, that bass player, crushing <laughs> like, it. I should not be paying attention to the like husky guy, right? Like bobbing his head. Come on, I do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But and then he's got one of the Ramones playing keys. <laughs> <laughs> What stunned me, he didn't speak to the audience. Not one drop. Like, usually you have a couple canned jokes or like, it's been a rough week. We were in Seattle yesterday, right? Or, Nothing. hey, everybody, thanks for coming out. How about we start with that one? <laughs> I'm, Stur I'm Sturgill Simpson. How right. about one of those? Nothing. Nothing. The The first thing he said to the audience during our show was, let me, let me introduce my band. Yeah. And that was 40 minutes in. And then somebody screamed, we love you, Sturgill. And one of his band members said, say we love you. And he goes, we love you too. <laughs> Are you serious? I mean, it was amazing. Now, now, 
I'm not knocking that. I had just no, I get it. Never seen as a performer. Right. You're not interacting with the crowd. No, at no all? point. Like nothing. <laughs> nothing. No, no points to nowhere. No pointing up in the crowd. Nothing like yeah, I wrote this one. None of this because none of this. None of the dot. Nothing. So good. It tells me why he was probably a decent railroad worker. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> and and why you might not want to interview. Him. Right. Yeah, exactly. He didn't want to talk. It's like him. I don't. Yeah, I'm not Joe Rogan, and I don't have psychedelic drugs to talk to you about. Like that's. What, I, I would love to talk about psychedelic drugs if you want to talk about them. I, man, I've, I'm a, a a zero. I'm an ofer. Never once. I would totally why? Why, go why, for. Why? 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 No, I don't know. No drive to. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just want to tell you. For sure, could with like a text message, but yeah. The, the mushrooms, and this is all I would say. If you've never taken mushrooms, I'm speaking to everybody. That's right. If you've never taken mushrooms, you should. You should at least open your brain up once in your life. Do you do you tap into nature? Do you go out in the woods and do it? Or do you just do it in a controlled, safe environment? Well, your first time, I would I would definitely not go to an Let's ACDC concert. You know what I mean? I would definitely be <laughs> right. in a controlled environment, people you know. Right. Whether it's outside. Outside, probably better. I would say outside with three close friends. All, uh, and if you're really scared, one maybe who's not taking mushrooms. Right. But <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, make sure that in a, in the event that there's anything weird that you can physically dominate. Otherwise those known as, as well. the driver. Right. We need one person just in case right. there's a fucking complete flip out. Push need, it along. Yeah, someone to be able to get in the car and drive somebody home. So, but you have to it to open up your brain. It, I the last time I took them, I took them uh, probably uh, eight months ago, nine months ago at a concert. Called it was uh, old cello it was Coachella for old people. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. And, and so I took mushrooms all the entire weekend, and it was the best time. <laughs> of but guys, it opens your brain up. You're not the same afterwards, and not in a negative way. You you're just I just do it. That's all. You know what? Everybody come down to the show. That's right. Late show Saturday. Helium late show. Late show Saturday. Everybody come down. I don't know who you are, but I know you're listening and you have mushrooms. Bring Most em. of you are in St. Louis. Bring them. Right. <laughs> We're going to lock the door. We're in a basement. We're going to lock the fucking door. This is a listener test. This is Josh seeing our listener reach. Mm-hmm. He's like, if like five fucking weird dudes don't show up with mushrooms. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and throw this in there. Don't be a pussy. Don't be. Come down with some mushrooms. And let's write. It's going to be a good time. We're going to see what happens. <laughs> and uh, There we go. Yeah. And I, I'm... I can't guarantee what's going to happen, but I can guarantee you're going to have a good time. It's going to enjoy it. It'll be a hell of a show. You coming? Uh, before, yes, I'm going to stop by. For Do you mind? Mushrooms? For the mushrooms? Now we got to figure that out. <laughs> like, uh, like, I don't know. I don't know if a helium comedy club needs my big ass uh, <laughs> for the first time. I think. It, Maybe we do. Okay, so now we're being, I'm being called out it's on the gonna show. It's going to be your, I'm a golden god <laughs> moment. <laughs> and I'm on drugs. <laughs> yeah. As I take that, Dad. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's do it. So before we get out of here, uh-huh. uh, I want to say I'm a I'm a fan of Sarah Tiana's. Love her. Uh, she's great. She's very funny. She and I just shot a, pilot, shot a pilot together. I thought that you guys were doing something together. And then are you on the, is there... You're not on. Are you on the Netflix special right now? Not the her? country one. No, the no, country no, one. No. You're not. Well, just country. I just assumed yeah, you. Yeah, you're yeah, you're yeah, Mr. Yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Uh, no. Were you in uh, Boston for that bullshit with Gronk? I I put that together. You were quoted. Yes, that's I, right. I, I knew said, that. 
I said it was the, such the a roast? blip. It was gone immediately because it was such horseshit. I said I said I want to bring up. it back up. I yes. I I uh, I'm the one who called David and was like, "Hey man, how about we raise some real money? Those galas are boring as fuck." And he yeah. said, "Let's do it." And I said, "You know, you're going to be made fun of." Uh, and who who was the David Ortiz? Big David Ortiz. Big David Ortiz. I said, like, don't I said, don't just slide in. I said, you I know, David. I, said, you I know called David. I said, come on. I've worked with a charity. Big said, time, big time. No, no, no. I've worked sure, with sure. a charity for a long time, and so he's yeah, does fuck great the Red Sox, by the way. They have just, man, owned the Cardinals, man. Ah, it's so do you want to talk about that? Let's get to this this real quick, and then we will. Okay, just let me know. If you ever want to go back to 2004. I'm good at the moment. Yeah. sure? Fuck Drew Barrymore on that. Drew yeah. Barrymore? Yeah. Fever pitch. Oh, wow. We went deep. Dancing on the outfield? You I don't think so. Can't believe you went deep to yeah. fuck Drew Barrymore. Right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I would. I'll say it again. That's a deep cut. Fucker. Oh my god. You know yeah. who I say? Fuck Bob Dylan. That's my guy. <laughs> I hate that dude. <laughs> fuck Bob Dylan. Needed to be said. The most. Over- How, how's Bob Dylan gonna outlive Tom Petty? The most overrated artist in the history of artists. I'm gonna give you that. I'm gonna give you a, a, a real big thumbs up on this. That. Isn't saying, guys, for those of you. Bob Dylan fans who just jumped out of your rocking chair to really get mad. I'm not saying he's not a talented guy. Sure. I'm saying he's the most overrated ever. Ever, ever. Take his lyrics and the fact he's a, he's like a poet. A genuine. But just listen to his music and his voice. His voice makes me want to punch a baby in the mouth. Right. Again. The only voice worse than his is that is that if you put on Rush, I would throw you out that window. <laughs> I would throw you out the fucking no rush. What's in his here name? Today. Getty Lee. Yes. That voice. Would you whoop his ass if you? could? That voice has started a war before. I'm sure. <laughs> Surely. I'm has. sure somebody put on Rush and they're like, "We're going to war." <laughs> like that's the worst voice right. of all time. Yeah. So you call up Dave. Oh, I D, call, I call, D as you call. I call him. up uh, Dave and, and I say, hey, "What do you think?" He said, "Yeah." I go, "You know, they're gonna make fun of you." And his wife really helped me kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that? Yeah, that could be different. Big time athlete, not like it's fun, like getting ribbed by your buddies, but like pros carving right. you up. That's a different story. So we're, I'm on stage with a, a guy. The the dais was uh, so uh, Gronk, Dustin Pedroia, uh, uh, Anthony Mackey, um, Saratiana, Lenny Clark, Jonathan Coachman, um, me. Am I missing anybody? Adam Ray, who's a comic, but Adam went on stage. When he asked me, because when I was booking it, he was like, I would love to do it. Oh, Bill Burr. Can't forget about Burr. Yeah. Who and yeah. closed it and uh, and was so funny. But Adam Ray went on stage as a Yankee, was prosthetics, dressed up as an old Yankee fan. Yeah. When he got on stage, people were like, who is this old? They were mad at him. I was like, that's Adam Ray. And they were like, what? The prosthetics were so good. That's awesome. But Dustin Pedroia sitting next to me. And he had the best set of the night, Pedroia did. The only standing go. But he was getting cruel. Who said, wrote for Pedroia? Nobody. He just told stories. Okay. All and right. crushed with this dude. Good for him. Crushed. Good the for him. The only standing over the night. So, but uh, he's sitting next to me. I go, hey man, just so you know, you're gonna, you're gonna get made fun of. <laughs> and he goes, I've been made fun of my whole life. I go, by comics. Yeah. Or by athletes. Right. And he goes, by guys in the dugout. I'm like, that's not gonna be the same yeah. thing. We're not gonna tell you like, is your pussy hurt? Yeah. Like, I what? said, and he said, yeah, but the other. Athletes, I go, we wrote jokes for them. So you're about to hear, there's nine people on here who are about to fucking hammer you. You yeah. got that, right? He goes, I got it. We're midway through, and maybe Tiana 
And Tiana has zero filter. Right. And said some of the, without a doubt, said the most, the darkest things that night. Of course. It, 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 Gronk's was the nicest. Gronk opened with a joke about taking a shit on my wife's chest. Good. He goes, Good. He opened with, he goes, Josh Wolf's up here talking a lot of shit. I'm like, hey. And he goes, I met his wife backstage. And I go, oh, yeah. And he goes, you know what a Cleveland steamer is? I go, yeah, I know what it is. And he goes, let me tell you. I go, no, you don't have to tell me. I know what it is. He goes, I met her backstage. Took a, I, I, I shit on her chest. Fucked the shit between her tits. That's a Cleveland steamer. And I was like, good. <laughs> I was like, hey, you know, it's not as much of a joke as a call to action. You know right. what I mean? You, right. Not a great yeah. But Gronk caught too much shit. Gronk was funny. He he and his guys wrote his jokes. He caught a lot of shit just because he was Gronk. And right. that is a headline grabber more than me. For sure. And I don't know if that's just one journalist trying to get some clicks. It was a couple. I yeah. clapped back at all of them. I saw you doing that, and I was like, thank God. I almost... Sent out a thing to Sarah, Tiana, to have her. And then I was like, no, I don't want to perpetuate this stupid shit. And it, it, and it went away immediately. Yeah, too. and I, I just kept saying, it's a roast. And some people were there like, we were offended. I'm like, what part of roast didn't you understand? Right. They were like, well, we thought roast, but not like this. I'm like, well, what? You don't get to set the guidelines? No, roast. No holes barred. We told everybody up front before the roast started when the guy went up. Guys, everybody know if you're a fan of, this is not your show. Jonathan Coachman, who hosted the event. Everybody knows. This is not going to be, and still people get, and if I, my thing is, if you come to a comedy show and you get offended, that's your fucking fault. I, I cannot agree more with 2017, that. It me so much. Yeah. As you're walking in, even if you've never seen the person who's about to be on stage, Google it. They're going to show you the first clip. Do you like that? Something. Then, yeah. And then get the fuck out you, you, <laughs> if you don't like it. But don't tell me you're offended. It drives I, me bananas, man. I don't know, and you don't see it as much. I, I, I think, uh, especially Helium here in town, does a great job policing. I don't even know if you call it that. I, don't, I just don't. It floors me to think, like, A, number one, it's unique when people are just like, we're going to see comedy, and it's not based on a name. Yep. But there are people that do that. There's a lot of people that uh, do that. Yeah, there definitely is. But it's just it's so odd to me where it's like, how do you not get that this is a performance that you are not in charge of. Like, take the feelings, everything else. Why? It's also... Uh, are you going to tell, like, a, a a pilot, I don't care for the way you're driving, like, flying this plane? Yeah, it, 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 because some things are oddly personal to people. And I also... Narcissistic. I mean, just seriously. Like, how dare you? Like, but that wasn't for you. At all. <laughs> it's also, like, I, I do not subscribe to the idea... Of being offended by one thing, either you're offended by everything for everybody, or you're not allowed to be offended. So if you think black jokes are funny, but you can't stand the Trump jokes or something, yeah, there was a I used to tell a bulimia joke, and I this woman loved my whole set, and she but she was so mad after the show. You that bulimia? I used to be bulimic. It's not right. I'm like, what about everybody else I made fun of? Right. Everybody else I made fun of, and she was like, "But well, those were funny." I'm like, "But that you can't." What about take all the it. rabbis and priests yeah, that were walking into bars? You can't like you can't pick the only thing you're not going to laugh at is yourself. It has to start with you, and if you're not allowed to laugh at you, if you can't laugh at yourself, then you can't laugh at anybody else. And so I don't subscribe to that. If you're getting offended, there's no such thing as too soon. Was the joke funny? I, now I wait a beat sometimes. Perfectly fine. That's sure. my style. If you don't want to, if you're Jim Norton and you want to say whatever you want whenever, you better that, you better bring the talent level he brings. Yes, right. But don't follow Jim Norton and then tweet him that you're offended. 
that's your fucking fault. You're wasting. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So absolutely. I I I I love doing stand up because it's for me it's the last bastion of of free speech. Yeah. Um, and just let you come in and have a good time, everybody. <laughs> this weekend. Right. And now my shows, you won't get really offended. My shows are. I tell everybody at the top of every one of my shows. I hope you don't. You didn't come here to learn anything. That's not put your thesaurus away. Right. This is not Dennis Miller's show. We're gonna have a good time, and that's it. I I try for an hour of fun, basically. And I, I completely see that with your personality coming out too, where it's just like, we're here. We're gonna make the most of it, and I'm really good at this. Just sit back. Stories, stories, stories. You're gonna hear stories, and at the end of my set, you're gonna hear two or three songs. Now, whenever I bring that guitar on stage, people are like a fucking guitar comic. I'm not a guitar comic. I promise you. Take it easy, Bob Saget. Yeah, I promise you. <laughs> even, even the people who are like, I fucking hate guitar comics. These last three songs that I do in my set, if you hate them, I, well, I won't do anything. But if you, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. you can hate them. I, but, uh, yeah. I promise you, you won't. And, and. You know, every now and then some weird things happen. Jewel has hopped on stage with me, and we've improved some songs. That's fantastic. Last weekend, a band that tours the Midwest here called Hero Junior. Okay. They got on stage with me and Dean Del Rey, and we sang a... a Dean Del Rey, we, too, huh? We just sang Simple Man. <laughs> That's great. It was great. I think Saturday Late Show, Mushrooms. Nelly. No, I think we're maybe we'll do a little Tom Petty. Uh, Tom, oh, wait. Oh, Tom Petty, he can't... Come. No, he's not, he's not going to show up. Sing some top. Oh, okay. He's not, I got you. he's not coming to the show. Let me know if you want a horn section. I'll send them your way. There's some good locals here. What do you play? Do you play horns? No, no, no. I, I'll I'll make them come to you. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, but I mean, I can grab a horn. Oh, you just want you, me up there? How are you with tambourine? A great tambourine. Mean tambourine. Mean Best. tambourine. And then maybe we'll the, my first we'll, album. We'll see how that mushroom hits you with the tambourine. I think that's a good move too. I'm not going to lie to you. Tambourine for your first mushroom trip is not a terrible idea. I want to go ahead and say that it's a necessity. We're going to see Saturday night in the basement of Helium. That's right. And you know what? I'm going to hook uh, Josh up. That's a good note to end on. Barrel beard and tattoo oil. We're going to send you out. You're going to be smelling like cookies, man. It's a vanilla flavor. Well, I yeah. say flavor. It's it's good stuff. Great hey, your, sponsors. Your beard's shiny. It looks great. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I trimmed it recently, and uh, I'm still happy with it. Yeah. yeah. I trimmed mine, too, for, for the flight. You have a nice beard. I appreciate it, but mine doesn't connect as well. Yeah. You have, like, a full man beard. Uh, it's just my fat face makes it look more full. That's an interesting theory. Mm-hmm. And so if you went thin face? I don't know how it would look. I think I'd, I'd look... Uh, Maybe more more southeast Missouri than I, I'd like. I do think it, you owe it to your fans mm -hmm. to post a picture of young you next to young Freddie Prince Jr. I I will make that happen. I'll even tag you in it. Will you send it? Yeah, I really. Well, yeah, I, was, I think I'm proud. Yeah, I was, I was like, yeah, yeah. I'll I've make had that people happen. say, "Oh, my brother looks just like you," and they send me a picture. I'm like, I fucking Woo! hope not. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. That's what you think I look like? Okay, right. that's your opinion of me. So I'm dying to know. But yeah, yeah. Let's see. We'll see. We'll get the official word. I mean, you should be able to dig up one that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, parents on standby. And, Senior picture, please. And, and which which Freddie Prince? Like a uh, summer catch Freddie Prince? Yeah, absolutely. More of an athletic build to it, right? Okay. Yeah, at the time, yeah. The one like when I had abs for like six months. Yeah, it was a great six months. It was. It was a really. It was a fruitful six months. Yeah, I had a friend of mine. Can I? This is so bad. Maybe I shouldn't say it. You do your thing. No. <laughs> okay. He used to say 
the only time he ever used to finish on himself uh-huh. was when he had abs. <laughs> I was like, that's so gross, dude. He was like, no, I love to just finish right on my stomach. I'm like, oh, man. Like, why would you do that? He was like, just looking at my, I'm like, but are you jerking off to yourself at this point? Like, you finish on your own. Do you always tell Dane Cook stories on other people's uh- podcasts? <laughs> Thanks, Josh. <laughs>